You're listening to Alicast, a deep dive into innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments, and digital entertainment. Brought to you by Alibaba Group. I'm Alison Tudor-Ackroyd, and today we're joined by Michael Huang, General Manager for Greater China at Italian luxury brand Brunello Cucinelli. Michael has over two decades worth of experience working for high-end brands in mainland China and has served at Brunello Cucinelli for more than eight years based in Shanghai. We're going to talk about luxury trends in China, the impact of the pandemic, and pointers for going digital. Welcome, Michael, and thank you for joining us on Alicast. Thank you, Alison, to invite me. Drawing on your experience working for luxury brands in China, how would you say that Chinese luxury consumers' shopping habits differ from those of their European counterparts? Chinese luxury consumers, they are more with young ages and seek for recognition, and they are trend sensitive. They are more focused on the international brands because they want to know more, explore more different brands in the, in the market. Of course, they are getting more used to online touch points. There are a big rise in the e-shoppers, which focus on the luxury streetwears. On the contrary, European luxury consumers, they are more mature consumers. They are more loyal to the brand they are wearing and they are using. They love to walk in and then value physical shopping experience. And they are more focused on the traditional luxury pieces, like ready-to-wear and bags. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's been a turbulent couple of years in almost every respect. Looking yeah. back, how did the market for luxury in China change during the pandemic? Would you say? I should say China is a very well balanced between offline and then online market, uh, meaning that. Uh, before, uh, somehow we are focused on the physical uh, stores, but actually with the digitalization uh, getting more popular, e-commerce became another very important contribution to this uh, industry. Luxury brands are racing to embrace e-commerce and social media platforms to be responsive and closer to consumer. And then digitalization is the trend of the de- decade. Both e-commerce and digital innovations. Are most exposed consumer touch points of young luxury consumers in China, who are the major consumption in the future. Also, another point is digital innovation, most creative and eye-catching form of consumer engagement, also signify the starting point of the omni-channel. Turning specifically to Brunello yeah. Cucinelli, I mean, for our audience, an Italian luxury brand famous for its sumptuous cashmere sweaters. How have these trends informed Brunello Cucinelli's business strategy in China? Would you say? Since we are um, starting from twenty uh, seventeen, uh, we operate independently our business in China. We aim to adjust it and upgrade our physical stores. This is the first step in order to create a better physical shopping experience. And then the awareness of brand was rapidly improved. And then we think. Sustainable growth from our doors. We are able to expand our network to online presence. Then we took over the operation of our official online boutique in 2019, and then upgrade all the images online, and then improve the operation service to our final consumer. We saw a very positive feedback from the market, 
And starting from last year, we plan and decide to extend our presence also in Timor. Actually, our strategy is very clear. We won't massively open our physical retail stores because we are quite a niche brand in the market. So e-commerce became a health plus to the business. We will also develop and improve our online digital world also to match with the needs from the company. So this is actually our strategy for the coming few years in China. You talked about um, the relationship with Timor, Alibaba Group's Timor. And can you share a little bit more about how that partnership is progressing, why you partnered with Timor, and um, a little bit more about you know, the full rollout on Timor or the, the grand opening, if you will? First of all, uh, at this moment, we are progressing very well with Timor. This for sure, and we are all happy with each other. And then, of course, why we choose the Alibaba Group as our partner, we saw a very positive and rapidly growth from Timor business, online luxury business in, in China. And also the, the way that Timor operated the entire business model is quite well. And also we saw it's our value is somehow is quite in line with each other. We decided to open our the first official online boutique already with a soft opening in March on Timor. We think we made a very uh, right decision and it allowed us to keep on investing on Timor as a trust partner. The grand opening is planned in September as the peak season for our brand is for winter. This is for sure. And we believe with the fall winter merchandise ready online in September, we are going to have a very successful opening. Sounds exciting. Looking forward to it. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on earnings reports of, of European luxury brands in the recent weeks, and a few have been talking cautiously about a recovery post-pandemic. And you've recently opened, reopened physical stores in China after the lockdowns. Are you also experiencing that phenomenon, the so-called revenge shopping, where consumers have pent up demand and are now splurging. <laughs> yes, I, I think everybody is uh, expecting a revenge shopping. But actually, to my point of view, this way of the recovery from the revenge shopping could be uh, slower uh, than the one, the wave in 2020. I think as I communicate with us, my friends and also the friends in the industry, people are rebuilding their confidence to the market at this moment. But we saw as soon as the lockdown was released, customer, they were back. Even though the quantity is not that huge, but actually with the quality is very high. The needs is still there. Got it, got it. I was recently in Europe and I really felt that climate change awareness had massively increased during the pandemic. Given you're in Shanghai, can you give us some color on the ground? Let me ask you, is sustainability also important to Chinese shoppers? Uh, this is really on the way to mainstream social topic in China. Chinese shoppers are so digital savvy that they care not only carbon emission cut down, but also sustainable ecosystem in which smart purchasing lifestyle shines. By something that lasts longer, and extend the product life cycle by choosing something of good quality. This will probably work better in China when it comes to sustainability. I mean, to our brand, 
sustainability, including human sustainability, environmental sustainability, and economic sustainability, and of course, along with the culture sustainability. Another thing is spiritual sustainability. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Getting into the weeds now, you know, this, this part is really going to be for the connoisseurs of digital and, and China practitioners. Early days, but how many fans has Cuccinelli's Timor store attracted? And tell me, how do you attract and engage with consumers on Timor? Our followers on Timor has reached over 13,000 with a silent soft opening. We have a very high recognition and repetition in the elite class consumer group, and they were attracted and maintained by our high quality craftsmanship and home feeling service. Meanwhile, combined with promotion tools offered from Alibaba to increase the visibility, offer storytelling of the brand, personalize the gift for the members that allow us to attract a new client online. Earlier on in our conversation, you did mention influencers, key opinion leaders. How critical would you say they are in your rollout? And what, do, what role do they play? Actually, uh, when we choose our KOL from our brand, they should be able to resonate with brand's spirit to touch on important themes like courage, love, freedom, true self, and future. As we approach the grand opening and you've, you've done your own, um, you know, the research and you're exploring the tools, what's been the biggest surprise, would you say? What's your, been your biggest learning through this process? We found the Chinese consumer are younger than Western, as I indicated before. Over 50 consumer aged under from our brand and under age 35 and tier two cities see higher share of the young consumers. They are more about ceremonial occasions, festival are important for the luxury shopping. That's interesting that you're reaching into those tier two cities and um, engaging those younger consumers. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, so how optimistic are you looking ahead? I mean, do you see Asia contributing a higher percentage of company sales in the coming five years. I mean, you're based in Shanghai. I think you're a little biased, but still, is your business growing? Of course. Like now, uh, talk about global contribution from the uh, from uh, from uh, Asia or let's say Great China. Uh, we are nearly contributed 15% of the global revenue of our brand. Actually, I always aim to contribute at least a 30% to 35% from Great China to the global business. But at this moment, I think for on the, in the coming, following five, maybe 10 years time, we are going to reshuffle the brand image and everything, elevate the brand image. But of course, like year, year by year, the business growth should be there and rapidly and higher than the global average in order to, with a short time, to catch a single biggest business contributor, which is North America, which contribute like the 35 to 36% of the business over there. So meaning that we have the potential there. So a growing business and room to grow. Um, do you see deeper integration 
between your online and your offline stores in China. Previously, you talked about the shopping habits um, yeah. using both channels. How, how do you see that playing out? In the past three years, more and more consumers they have a habit to really search everything online, all the new information, new trends, of course, all the news online. But while they want to prove and then to try on and then to see to touch everything physically inside the physical stores, this is a really a combined shopping experience. Fantastic, fantastic. Any specific updates on Cuccinelli growth in Greater China that you can share with us? So uh, this is a very interesting and also exciting to me. During the pandemic period in year 2022, first half of the year. As we all know, we just released the financial report. We achieved a slight growth in Great China, even though we are experienced the pandemic. For mainland, in 2021, we had over 50% growth in doors with only comparable stores performance. This is what we are talking about: the sustainable growth inside the market. For those, the main driver of the business came from our main business, which is the ready-to-wear. Osman Lady Collection achieved very positive feedback, along with very positive sales result. We launched several projects, including Cashmere Project, which we call Never Ending Story Project, and also Brunello himself also initial business suit project. That is remarkable to see growth through the pandemic. Why is it important, would you say, for global brands to have this footprint in China? If I'm a European brand thinking about expanding in China, what do I get besides the sales growth? What should drive me? For our brand, actually, we respect the traditional value, and also we respect the culture of the mother company. Now we are actually more focused on the people, focused on the product. Because as we all know, that Italian brand they are、uh, famous about the craftsmanship, and also for our brand, Brunello himself is always talk about the humanistic capitalism, which is focused on the people and on the human being. To first of all, to bring the really nice Italian-made product to the market and insist on the traditional Italian style, and allow the Chinese consumer to experience what is the pure Italian taste or style. To close, what、yeah. is it? Would you say about Italian luxury brands like Cuccinelli that resonates so strongly with Chinese consumers? We should really insist on the pure Italian taste, including tailoring and craftsmanship, taste, sophisticated and refined Italian style. And of course, to combine with our brand value, which is a humanistic capitalism, especially for Brunello Cucinelli, China, this is the I, I think this is the very strong、uh, message we want to bring to the market. Thank you so much, Michael, for sharing your insights with us. Much appreciated. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for joining Alicast.